uh, it's going down with the world, what you saying? Season three in the game, we ain't playing. Legends in the making, representing for the culture. Speaking all facts to your sons and your daughters. You heard me? Give me some of that tea. I've been waiting on day, I've been wanting to say, we alive, PC, just keeping the deep. If you wanna join a show, just come and see. Your live with Kiss Calhoun and the drone in the mix. Can't forget sideburns, blazing up these hits. Too strong in the game, this never gonna change. We keep it straight, real, so you know what we're saying. Another episode, episode 78. You hear me? And I'm being joined by the legendary host, the one, the who, Mr. Dijon. What up, my good people? Of course, it's your fave, Dijon, and we are back, back, back for another episode of What's the Word? Let's you hear me? And today's episode <laughs> is The Sky is the Limit. On this episode, we will discuss the people who we look up to. Who we most admire, you know what I mean? Who do you most admire and how has that impact the way you live your life? And if you were to perform a duet with a famous musician, who would it be and why? And I know we brought that question up a little while back, but I wanted to bring that back up again because I, I kind of got a different artist now. But, of course, we got a little word of advice that we're going to give out because there's... They definitely got to have more leadership in, uh, in the world to function, positive leadership. So we're going to give you all a little word of advice. Uh, in order to get, you have to give. And that's our uh, advice that we're going to give. Of course, we got the messy tea from the messy shade in the TMZ. Of course, Nick Cannon says his therapist suggests he be celibate after having seven kids. I think he's correct if that's a girl or boy whoever he she is definitely correct because he needs to stop busting in guts of course kelly's uh price uh breaks her silence on the disappearance says that covid nearly killed her eric i mean by the say eric kelly Aura kelly defense lawyer says they will appeal his sentencing after being found guilty uh britney spears lawyer uh, says Jamie may take the fifth over uh, secret bedroom recording. What the fuck is going on with the spirits? And of course, Miguel and Nazan. I don't know they, the name, baby. Y'all gotta give me stop giving me these names. Call it quits after 17 years. See, bitch, I don't even understand it no more. 17 years together and just gonna call it quits, bitch. Y'all been together for 17 years. Can't, uh, uh, Cynthia Bailey Clark. But her last name changed. I don't know what's the new new last name. You know, I'll be keeping up with that. 
Uh, it's leaving the Real Housewives of Atlanta after 11 years. Bow Wow shares that he had a conversation with Diddy and uh, what it is, Joey uh, Chavez, Chavez, about mm-hmm. them dating. And then Offset helps pay for Friday star Anthony Johnson's funeral. And without further ado, let's get into so, Dijon, who do you most admire? So, it's several people. Um, I'll go with personal as far as, like, family. Um, it's no secret that my grandmother and my mother are my biggest admirers um, for so many different reasons. Um, for my mainly my grandmother, um, you know, most people know if you know me personally, you know that you know she was one of the pivotal roles in my life, you know, not in your life, but every everybody she came in contact with, of course. So, because they everybody got their stories about that, they they, what they encounter. I know I do, even (laughs) though I know she ain't cooked that fucking chocolate cake. Baby, stay with a chocolate cake and made sure I had my slice. You oh, baby, mean? she made that chocolate cake. And that's uh, that's why I say I don't know if she made it. Oh, no, baby, but she made that chocolate cake. Every fucking festivity, she <laughs> knew I was coming for that chocolate cake. Every cake she had, baby, it was me. No Starbucks over here, period. But, you know, um, what I was saying, being, you know, her, you know, being a pivotal role in my life, you know, having a teenage parent, you know, you know, grandparents, of course, you know, step up and they assist, you know, where needed. Um, it's just like, it's just so much, but I could really point on one of the main reasons why I admire her so much, you know, many people, well, people know, um, that know us personally, you know, my grandmother passed in 2013. Um, and what really made me admire her the most is when I found out that she had continued to work until she could not work anymore you know even though she knew you know her condition had got worse she was still waking up she was going to work every day you know feeling the way she was feeling so when i found that out you know that made me think back and it's like you know wow like we can literally complain about you know feeling this way feeling that way but look at people especially her you know dealing with they what they were dealing with you know not knowing you know when their last day would be but still getting up to go and do a job you know that spoke volumes to me so that's always in the back of my mind you know when i'm going through personal things or i'm not feeling my best you know i always think about what would she do you know like if she can get up you know in so much pain and she can go to work then i can do the same i can get up and i can continue to go on with my life and do what i need to do you know as far as a grown man um so that made me admire her so much another um well the reason why i admire my mom the most um is being a teenage parent you know but not letting that stop her you know she accomplished so much you know maturing a lot you know seeing her go through those you know the maturity you know growing up you know what i'm saying and that's that's the beauty of having younger parents because you literally you grow together you know what i'm saying and you see the growth you know she literally did so much you know graduating from college you know just a few years ago 
um shout out getting a promotion you know where now she's uh, coaching teachers rather than being a teacher you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so you see the progress you see how you know your parent will go from zero to 100 and don't have no problem with fighting people but now she's humble because she has grandkids you know what i'm saying she has children that are adults so now she's more to where she's more mature to she has a lot to think about she has a lot that she could possibly lose if she was to act this way you know towards a motherfucker that's you know trying to get under get on her bad side so that's admiration to me because that shows me you know you can literally mature and you can progress you know with age it comes with age you know what i'm saying right, right, right so and it's it is not always you know basically good to rest in your laurels and feel like you know why if i'm this way you know i'm gonna continue to be this way for the rest of my life because she's a prime example you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. of you literally can be whatever you want to be if you just put your mind to it and you push through you know and then as far as my celebrity admiration of course is no secret beyonce (laughs) (laughs) beyonce (laughs) and the reason why i admire beyonce is really her work ethic like this lady like she does it all i saw this um video that her mom posted maybe like a couple weeks ago where she beyonce was doing an interview this was like a few years ago and people were asking her the things that she wanted to accomplish by the time she made 40 and she was going down a list of everything that she wanted to do and i'm sitting here and i'm thinking about it and i'm like she literally accomplished all of this stuff that she says she wanted to accomplish by the age of 40 you know what i'm saying so her work ethic is just so it's just so driven like it makes you want to continue to you know push you know for your goals you know what i'm saying because of the things that she's doing you know as not just an artist but an entrepreneur a mother you know what i'm saying a business well that's the same thing as entrepreneur but you know that's huge admiration you know and why wouldn't i not want you know to not necessarily be like her but to model you know my work ethic surrounding what she does so that's why i admire uh beyonce shout out to b queen b Um, period i think for the most part you're gonna tend to admire your family your close loved ones because they're the ones who you see first doing it so I definitely admire my mom. You know, already know I didn't watch her do <laughs> beyond <laughs> what a human could do, and still get up and have the faith that she have, and still yes, ma'am, pray for people who don't necessarily be needing it sometimes. But <laughs> she's still strong in her faith. Of course, as far as you know, father figures, my grandfather. Uh, rest in power uh, Richard Haley You know what I mean He definitely was one of those men Like your grandmother Like you was telling This man had cancer too And was literally like Getting up Going Doing And still trying to work And drive cabs In pain You know what I'm saying Didn't None of the family really knew Until the end mm-hmm. Like he didn't really want to tell us until he figured out how he could at least get it, you know, situated. But he did succumb to his illness. But overall, um, he definitely, I admire him. His, his just his will to uh, hustle in a way where he could provide for every grandchild. 
literally we he didn't he didn't uh hesitate when it came to providing for every child doing everything for every child and not you know saying oh i can't do this i can't do that this man literally was giving me lunch money going dropping me off to college every tuesday thursday at the delgado with the messy d i remember you telling us about that i he still was giving he he go you a little Mm. couple of dollars and like that man he had a 23 22 years old you ain't expecting your grandfather to still put money in your pocket but to you but to them you still their grandbabies and to him that's why i admire him because he set the tone for the to to best basically tell you telling us that the sky is the limit and you could be who you want to be and continue to be who you want to be. Don't hesitate on making that your goal to be to the to, to be the greatest you. Um, this lady once told me uh, I forget her name every time, but she told me when I graduated college I admired her because growing up in my aunties I. I fucking admire my whole fucking family From my grandparents To my parents To my fucking siblings To my fucking cousins Like all of us got some kind of uh, Ambition and admiration about us Because we we walk in the spirit And in faith of What we want to do And what we set out to do As a unit, as a family You know what I'm saying We, we not all there in the bullshit, you know what I'm saying? But the right. most part, we got that down pat because that's that's the things that keep it function. You know what I'm saying? But like I could I could speak on a lot of people right now and be like, bitch, I am I them because bitch they did this and I am I them. Bitch, I I'ma just go out there and say I am I my whole fucking family from the ones that out there uh been getting it out the mud doing their thing. To the ones who gotta get it how they gotta live You know what I mean? Shout out to all of y'all But I know for the most part we don't get to say this We People don't say I admire myself I admire my motherfucking self So you know what? I don't wanna fucking sound conceited Cause I got plenty of fucking reasons (laughs) But I admire me Because I am me And I see who I am And I've seen my progression and my growth And what I came to be to at this diva at 30 plus 30 years, you hear me saying? And to accomplish the many goals that I set for myself and breaking down barriers and um, generational curses and somewhat, I broke them all pretty much. Now, now I'm doing me and I'm being a better me for the future me so that Bitch, I could be balling out of fucking control. You know what I mean? I could def- definitely attest to admiring myself as well. Like, literally, you know, just going, you know, through the things that we go through, you know, through and life. And we still not. And we still. We doing this podcast. We could still make people. La- I know I'll be making y'all laugh like a fucking dog. You know what I mean? Right. But. <laughs> and be going through the worst. Going and be, exactly. And like, going, there have, there have literally been things going on in my personal life and i i'm damn sure you can attest to this and even whoever's listening to this you can attest that made you want to just break down and just like i cannot do this anymore but 
there's that little voice in your head that is telling you to keep going that it's gonna be all right and to keep on going you have to push through and for the most part for the ones that we lose along the way Mm -hmm. they are the ones who we admire the most now because they are no longer here right you hear me so when you lose people and you be like damn you now you're admiring the spirit of what of that person and why you do the things you do to be great so you never give up always believe in yourself and and admire yourself enough to know you're better than what is now even when you're in a dark place you're better than what is now we're going to get out of this we're going to get out of this together you mean but as far as me as a celebrity who i admire most Aaliyah, Aaliyah, I, bitch, I, that's about the only artist I really cried and mourned they death. I'm serious. Like, excuse me. Her death <laughs> really affected me in a way. Because when we talk about who do you admire the most and how has that impacted your life, like as a young girl watching somebody like Aaliyah, she was me. You know what I'm saying? Not saying like, bitch, look, pretty much I got a little Forrest Whitaker. Everybody got a little Forrest Whitaker (laughs) in them, bitch. But like her her style, her swag, just who she was in the 90s, the the music, the stuff she was saying in her music. Like, (coughs) I felt that shit. Like I, as a young girl, everybody had everybody had the people who they listened to. People was listening to Destiny Child. People was listening to uh, Maya, um, me, um, not Maya, Maya, yeah, Maya, Maya she? Monica, fucking, you Brandy. know, everybody, Brandy. Everybody had they Mariah, bitch. Everybody, Whitney. every girl. No, I'm talking about young girls our age, not too oh. much. Oh, know, wait, yeah, Whitney Houston. You know, Whitney Houston was our girl, but bitch. As far as the age, yeah. right. So we had those artists And like Aaliyah was just like She was the first artist Like you felt comfortable With like yeah You know what I'm saying The vibe It was a vibe And you could Listen to her music And feel yourself Within that Just like Just like People in their You know Beyonce's words Acted like you said I kind of got Had a little brain for I'm like <laughs> Bitch I want to say too much But Just like Beyonce and Aaliyah Together I feel like in two different generations of women impacted the change in women. Because like when Aaliyah did die, it was like Beyonce became that person. Not saying she took on that mm-hmm. persona to be. We needed a fucking female that was going to uplift a whole generation of women. Right. And we, we had that in Aaliyah if she had been alive to fulfill that, you know that that dream but she died you know right. what i'm saying that was a whole different generation we was up in the book smart looking with our love you know how many fucking bitches had their little swoop girl bitch? yes like, that was fucking kalia bitch girl that, that yes. was earlier that was kalia bitch girl i saw so many girls with their damn swoop coming in their eyes bitch bitch and i walking around like this Bitch, I'm Aaliyah, bitch. Leave me alone. <laughs> but you ever saw that TikTok of that boy when he combing the um he combing <laughs> he combing the headers in his face? That's, that's how, how girls used to be yes. in school. And like it just just like just like 
how she moved and then when we talk about the shit with r kelly later on in the show it was just like how she moved and, and her her presence was for women and then in her music to be comfortable with talking about love and how you like one of the fucking my favorite songs of her was uh how could the one how could the one i gave my heart to or some shit like that and bitch when you going through uh, teenage crushes and your crush not liking you and shit, you go to listen to uh, Aaliyah, bitch, you have a whole nother vibe by yourself. <laughs> but definitely when Aaliyah passed, that impacted my life to be like, you know what, we got we to gotta do it for sis because sis wouldn't. Wouldn't want us out here uh, giving these niggas the blues, bitch. Don't have me write a four-page letter. You know what I mean? But um, before we get on out here, if you were to perform a duet with a famous musician, who would it be and why? <laughs> Girl, um, I don't know because she might blow me down. But, hmm, Beyonce, but then again... <laughs> Girl, that would Bitch, not be a perfect duo. She definitely gonna <laughs> blow you the fuck down. Maybe I don't know. I'm a, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna say Sierra because you know she can't really sing, so we could at least be on like the same, you know, the same note, the same accord. So I'm gonna say Sierra. I ain't trying to be funny, but I want to do a duet. With Diana Ross, bitch. <laughs> I won't fucking do a duet with you Diana. Definitely, you definitely have the mannerisms down. Yes. So. Bitch. The jumping in a, yes. in a clipping of the hair. <laughs> bitch, we gonna fucking do that duet before you uh, check on out. Because I don't, we need to, uh, uh, everything happening so fast, bitch. I need that duet. If y'all could get me with Diana Ross, have our people call my people and let's do lunch. You <laughs> me? <laughs> But I definitely would want to do a duet with Diana Ross, for real, for real. Because ain't no lie. I feel like, you know that one concert that they had where they were showing, like, the audience, and she was going around the audience letting people sing along mm -hmm. to the song? Bitch, <laughs> I would have cut up. I would have cut up. They wouldn't have been able to take you, huh? They couldn't take me. You know why I would say that? And, and speaking of that, Diana Ross kind of impacted me in a way, too. Because... I feel like my soul was very old and like I was born in the late 50s or something, but my <laughs> spirit came out of the 90s in the flesh. Grandma kids. But, <laughs> but I really, like back in the day, no lie, when MySpace was popping, I had a Diana Ross song playing in my background, bitch. <laughs> I did. I know you like. I'm not fucking lying. My <laughs> My cousin, my cousin said, my cousin wrote me, you know how you can uh, write on a, a wall. Why the fuck you got that old ass song playing on your, like, when you come to my page, it's playing a old ass song. Let me tell you why she played a major part and how she impacted my life. Picture it. It's after Katrina, right? We in Texas, ain't not nah, nah, I have friends, but who the fuck about the gold? Six fucking miles up the fucking road to go by your friend house in Texas, bitch. I ain't going nowhere. If they ain't stay in my neighborhood, I ain't have friends. Okay. So basically, I got on the my mama got us our computer back. That's one thing that survived the storm. And we got our computer back. We got our internet. 
And bitch, all I could do was just Google and go on MTV and go on to different like mu- music like websites that was playing music and multiple videos. Cause at the time, I think YouTube existed, but like it, you, yeah, it did. Like I ain't know about YouTube. I, I know I didn't. But I don't think I did. I went because I was now, so busy watching stuff on here. And I was getting all of the fucking hits, and you know. I, I don't want to put my business out there, but you know, we was bootlegging fucking tapes for the party. Oh, girl, everybody was doing that. So, bitch, you get long while you put a little, put a little calculations in and you got a couple of uh, songs. So, I grew up on the old music and shit. So, this one Diana Ross song, like, literally impacted me. And I was like, bitch, let me go ahead and fucking put this as my background music. My fucking cousin wrote me and was like, why the fuck you got that old last theme song on your fucking page? How old is you, bitch? Like, what? Why the fuck you got this old shit? <laughs> and like, I was, I was back in the day. I was, my, my shit wasn't customized like everybody else going to get a little Chris Brown and a little glitter. Bitch, I was fucking customizing the piss out of my own fucking page. My okay. page was looking lit. That's about the only damn shit i could actually damn do as far as like graphic design and shit but you really felt like you was a graphic designer fucking creating your fucking my shout out background to my and space. shit i'm about to go give me a myspace account just for that i just want to see like how it is so not wait, the fucking same so do you have do you still not to get off subject but do you still have your same account if you have mm, i don't i don't bitch, think i do because i don't if even you have know the your same password, email i don't have the same email so if you know your password i don't know my fucking password i think password. i cr- i think i deleted that email I still I went on my, my Facebook my old my, MySpace account to j- mm-hmm. check and see how it looked, but my page private, so I was <laughs> like, "Fuck!" But Diana Ross got me through living in Texas for them three years, and I was listening to all kinds of old music and watching old videos and shit like that. Cause I ain't had shit to do. When you come home from school and you go straight home, you either playing a game or you on the computer. Or outside, but I ain't had no friends. So, well, I had friends. I just didn't feel like being bothered, pretty much. But we could go on and on about this topic before we get on out uh, and go give y'all a word of advice. I'm play y'all love music or whatever. But of course, we got the messy tea from the messy shade. We got Nick Cannon. We got Kelly Price and R. Kelly. We got Britney Spears. We got Miguel and his girl. We got Cynthia and we got Bow Wow with our set. And you me. And like I said, we'll be back. But let me go ahead and give y'all a little jam or whatever. This one is I'm gonna go ahead and put play a little Mia X because I'm feeling it right now. And like I was telling Dijon before the show, I was like, I'm gonna just go ahead and play the Mia X. Because I feel I feel myself in this song when I feel like an artist that music can impact you in a way to feel the raw emotions and wanting to be that. So I want to shine in like how Mia X was shining with my fucking niggas throwing fucking money in the air, bitch, because we don't fucking care. That's how I want to be in the future. That's how it's going to be. And we're going to be on yachts eating lobsters and steaks and shit with big ass fucking Hoover blush, you read me? But I'm a fucking shine with my fucking niggas. And like I said, this one is Mia X. And when we come back, we gonna give y'all that tea, you read me? 
niggas talking VIP, no doubt. That's the section for the cause, all paid out. We in the house, niggas screaming TRU. More ice on our bodies than the igloo. Can we get you anything to make you feel at home? All expenses on us, get you eating, drink on. Money really ain't a thing, that's why the name's no limit. Known for going all out to have you all up in it. And we expect to spend it, baby. So let's get it started in the real truth. Definitely feel that song whenever I hear that song. And I'm telling y'all, I'm we're gonna be like this. We're gonna be cutting up, you hear me? We're gonna be we gonna we gonna get there, you hear me, Dijon? But Period. and it's that's just what I have gonna be, you hear me? And uh like I said, that was an amazing song. Y'all don't know how I cut up. Y'all really don't know. But like I said, we got to give y'all a little word of advice because sometimes we got to give some advice out. Y'all be tripping out here in the streets, especially with all of this, like, on some real shit. Like, I went to the second line over the weekend. And, like, it was just crazy that we can have all those many people show up, but we don't show up when it's time. You know what I'm saying? You should seen how much fucking people was out there oh i could imagine and the fact that we can't show up for the shit that we should show up for you know what i'm saying like when we supposed to go out there and vote and when we supposed to be out there advocating for the shit that we we need in life to better ourselves as human beings we we don't have that you know what i'm saying we don't have that at all. But word of advice to some leadership that we need in order to get it, you have to give. And what that means is basically, like, in order for us to get what we want in life, we have to be willing to give a lot of ourselves to others. 
You know what I'm saying? We not saying give all of you, you know what I'm saying? But give your resources to help better those who need it. You know what I'm saying? That want it, that yearn it, that don't have the guidance to, you know what I'm saying? It's not up for a discussion when, when we have all these young motherfuckers getting killed, left and right for some bullshit. Mm-hmm. But we could show up in packs for a fucking second line. It is crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like people that don't necessarily see themselves being put in leadership roles, you get put in leadership roles, you know, mistakenly. Um, a lot of our celebrities, we want. Who the fuck but are I mean, Dame T.I. Mean, to be well, any advocate? No, when I say when well, I say unexpectedly, I mean like as far as I'm speaking like personally, like you and myself. Um, fuck, you know, I was always this shy, reserved kid. I never would have thought that I would find myself in the many leadership roles, you know, that I held, you know, previously. You know, like, like. I never would have thought, you know, I would people would look at me as a leader, like give me a shot to lead a a group of people. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't see that for myself, but people saw that in me. So I feel like the leaders that are here today, there are people that are leaders unexpectedly that was just. They Just didn't so see like it for themselves, bitch. They Let's was get put up, into it like, unexpectedly. Like Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, like all of them. Like that, Martin Luther King was fucking prime examples. Years old, fucking in college, bitch. Graduated, bitch. He was like p- certain people mm-hmm. was just there. They knew their purpose in life, and they fulfilled whatever purpose they had to fulfill mm-hmm. in life before they passed. And even with like. If you could go, the list goes on. You could Beyonce, fucking Bob Marley. All these people are fulfilling a life in which they have. They didn't ask to be the leaders that they are, but they chose to be and step up because they had to fucking step up. Michael, right. Michael Jackson didn't have to fucking sing the songs like I was saying before the show. Michael Jackson sung fucking powerful ass songs. She's out of my life. Bitch, you heard that nigga like he was whispering that shit to you. Like when he was saying, take a look at yourself and make a change. Look at the fucking man in the mirror. Bitch, you be like, bitch, you know what? Maybe it is me. Fuck. Maybe I need to do some changing within myself to be better than I am right now. Because maybe it's me when I'm not succeeding in, in ways that I'm supposed to succeed in. You know what I'm saying? But in order to give, you must, in order to get, you must give. Which and is, I don't want to fucking sound like I'm preaching right now. We need church, church organs and shit. <laughs> but in order to get, you must give. But right. go ahead. But, you know, too, you know, how we could always sit here, you know, and people would always sit here and say we need more leaders in the world. But in order to have leaders, you have to have those positive people, you know, in the world to lead. Everybody cannot lead. And so, you must be compassionate. Exactly. So it's very easily to say that there needs to be more leaders, but we need more passionate. We need more positive. We need more caring and giving people in order to lead. Because if not, bitch, 
they gonna lead you right into the motherfucking ground bitch like everybody else already is so if we're gonna have more leaders we need to have positive leaders and that's on periods and period (laughs) but if y'all ain't getting nothing from that advice then you ain't learning from the show because that's what we gave you okay (laughs) that's all you get and that was our white table talk um we could go on and on about that topic but we got the messy tea from the messy shane in a tmz you mean um nick cannon says his therapist suggests that he be celibate after seven after about fucking time somebody told his age uh he gotta wait till he get me so i could be on the paycheck man y'all gotta wait till he get me kiss calhoun gotta so, have one of the gotta have lucky number eight anyways this is coming from the messy shape while nick cannon has expressed no desire to slow down the baby making he says his therapist has other plans for him according to new york daily news the father of seven revealed his therapist believes he should practice celibacy after having all those kids four of whom were born within a year span think about it you can't be like no i'm done like what if god says no you're not nick told entertainment tonight before joking but i'm not sitting i'm not sitting out here planning it my therapist says i should practice celib uh i should be celibate so nick welcomed his most recent baby zen with model Alyssa scott in july he takes great pride in being a father to his babies i come from a big family i have several siblings being raised in an unorthodox family by my grandparents at times i've expressed such a wide range of upbringing that i have such a love and passion for kids and family i want a big family too nick said the lord has blessed me with what i asked despite his various gigs and commitments nick says his kids will always come first they get my full attention when i'm not working he says and that's the beauty of it because it kind of keeps me out of trouble it's either work or play with my kids so earlier this month the paparazzi flagged down nick to congratulate him on the kids when asked if he planned on having more nick had this to say god willing man you see if god sees that way then that's what i'm going to keep doing so i guess we just gonna have to wait to see if he takes his therapist advice. well y'all will find out when lucky number eight arrives you mean yes Holla at me at kidscalhoun at gmail.com. Nick Man, Cannon. shut up. But I, I think he does need to take a break. But, you know, I could. nothing. He could just. But I could appreciate. You know You know what this reminds me of? I cannot think of the movie. But this movie, they had Anthony Mackie in it. They had Kerry Washington. He hates me. When he was just going around having all the fucking bitches. But he didn't. He can do that. But. 30 fucking kids he could Nick. but what i could appreciate is he's being in all of his kids lives you know and he's and he being afford a it. father girl. unlike Lucky most men that's doing the same thing that he doing <laughs> but ain't taking eight. care of these damn kids ain't knowing he got all these kids out here lucky number eight man shut up <laughs> lucky number eight because you know you is not ready for no damn kids so he, hush your mouth he ready for it i ain't gotta be <laughs> and then like Kiss Calhoun is the secret 
Like fucking, I could be like Michael. Like when Michael had blanketed me, we could fucking put the baby on a balcony and fucking swing him. Like we could be like that. Shut the, up. Baby, the baby can have a little turban and everything. And we're going to name the baby eight. Fuck. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> Kelly Price breaks her silence on her disappearance and said, COVID nearly killed her. Yep, guys. So this is coming from the T from the Z. <laughs> the T from the Z. I mean M Z. <laughs> you need to leave that shit alone. <laughs> Kelly Price is finally addressing going MIA from her family and sharing an incredible story of her hospitalization with COVID, telling us at one point she was medically dead. Price tells us, which is TMZ, so she gave them the exclusive. She was never actually missing. So for all them putting that, that mess out there that the lady was missing, and the lady was us. not miss, <laughs> missing. Despite, we only report what we, what we see. Despite some of her family members insisting she had vanished without a trace. Kelly says she isolated herself as she recovered from covid and was avoiding her family who she says she doesn't routinely stay in touch with price's battle with covid was a serious one she says she actually flatlined at one point and had to be brought back to life by doctors and staff she tells us she was literally on her deathbed but miraculously bounced back that's not to say she's out of the woods yet, far from it. In fact, Kelly is still on oxygen and at times had a tough time speaking with us, but wanted to get her story out. We asked Kelly's attorney, Monica E., if she had been vaccinated, but Monica would not specify. As for why she's uh, disconnected between Kelly's family and her whereabouts, Kelly touches on that as well. Sounds like there's some behind-the-scenes drama between her and her sister and perhaps others. We also spoke to Monica, who outlined the steps they'll need to take in order to get Kelly off of George's missing person list, which is what kick-started this frenzy to begin with. Sounds like there's a, uh, still a few loops, well, still a few hoops she has to jump through, but everyone can rest assured that Kelly is alive and still working on her recovery. This puts a bow on what Kelly alluded to on her IG story this weekend that she was okay and that this narrative has gotten out of hand. Wow. And so it my girl did was not, because they girl had me thinking girl, my girl was gone. They literally had people like going crazy on social media because they really thought Kelly Price was missing. Bitch, you bitch. can't be uh, out here going like that, bitch. But we you was know, already going through too much this week, bitch. You need a mental break, and I definitely understand her and why she did it. You mm -hmm. know, and to know, you know, that she don't really fuck with her family like that, and they, you know, they out here putting these a these what they call them the APBs <laughs> out on her, bitch. And she Bitch, ain't, she ain't even at, Kelly? And she ain't even fucking with them I saw something Bitch, where the only like, person That she was keeping in communication with Was her daughter and that was it She wasn't talking to nobody else but her daughter And that's the only person she needed Exactly You ain't need to fucking know what's going on with me Cause y'all can't even afford to keep me in the hospital Or nothing anyways <laughs> Fuck find a cure Fuck. But 
mental health is real like we always say and I and sometimes you have to exile yourself from the motherfucking world bitch and take that much needed break especially this lady say that she was clocking out of here you exactly. know what i'm saying from covid and we've all heard horror stories about COVID for oh, some people. Like, they literally was on their dead base. Like, they didn't know if they was going to make it I out. I mean, look at you motherfucking, know? um, what's your boy name? Uh, 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 oh, his name on top of my fucking tongue. But y'all know who I'm talking about. Ooh. Who had, the rapper who had COVID. What's his name? Uh, uh, I'm saying the wrong name. It's in my head, though. Talking about. Was that Jeremiah? No. He was yeah. a singer, but Jeremiah yeah. had it. Yeah. And he fucking was damn near dead. And Jeremiah he had saying, it. Pray for my brother. And this motherfucker was about to fucking check on out on us. It's your birthday, so you know. <laughs> bitch, we wouldn't have been able to play that song no more, bitch, without crying. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... R. Kelly defense uh, lawyer says they will appeal his sentencing after he was found guilty. Girl. So this is coming from the messy shade. So it's been a long time coming in the R. Kelly racketeering trial after days. Racket- <laughs> what? That- you say racketeering. <laughs> what? That's what it is. I thought it was racketeering. But- Same fucking thing. <laughs> Due to the COVID-19, the six-week trial is over and R. Kelly has been found guilty. After two days of deliberation, a jury of seven men and five women convicted him on all nine counts. Nah, I don't want nobody to fucking say no niggas wasn't on this. Not niggas, but you know what I mean. No men. was More men convicted R. Kelly than women, bitch. Putting it out there. So this including racketeering and <laughs> fuck, you know what I'm saying? And sex trafficking in a federal court in Brooklyn. Bitch, don't sit here and laugh at me like you don't fuck fuck up words. <laughs> Although the verdict is set, it doesn't look like his legal team is accepting the outcome. Following the ruling, Bitchy is guilty, bitch. R. Kelly's defense lawyer, Devereaux uh, Kanick, provided. A statement outside of the courtroom of course mr kelly is disappointed he was not anticipating this verdict because <laughs> based on the evidence why should he anticipate this verdict said Devereaux while speaking to now this news as he continued speaking he claimed that the government government cherry-picked quote-unquote evidence to support their narrative he continued stating you didn't get to see what we saw in terms of the discovery you didn't go you didn't get to see all the inconsistencies uh we said in our summons that the government cherry-picked their version that they thought would support the continuation of the narrative before he finished speaking to the press Devereaux let them know that 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 the fight wasn't over just yet he advised that he would be appealing the guilty verdict before leaving reporters Devereaux wasn't the only one outside the federal courthouse in brooklyn a group of women supporters was also outside expressing their disdain of the verdict which has a reporting long sentence according to the new york times r kelly is facing the remainder of his life what well, his life behind bars 
However, his actual sentencing hearing is scheduled for May 4th, 2022. Why the fuck they always picking May for his uh, court dates? Because they just trying to Because one year, May 8th, he was on getting uh, in court, bitch. And I was like, bitch, they y'all going to start watching this shit on my birthday shit And just, they literally, just like we say, they are making well, an, an example Kelly, out of him. So. I f- I don't feel like they're making an example. I feel like you when you do shit. And I mean, you, they are because he's like, isn't he like? I don't know. To my knowledge, he's like the first, I guess, like, um, singer or whatever. Um, they got caught on this type of stuff and like actually serving time on racketeering charges. As no. far as like, to my knowledge, no, he not. He's not. He's not the okay. first. But he's definitely. And it's not, it's racketeering charges. It's not, see, that's different. You know what I'm saying? People mm-hmm. people need to know their laws and how the state is ran and why that is what it is. You know what I'm saying? And fuck, that's what 6 9 was about to get fucking uh, caught in. All that shit play a part. When you doing what you're doing in the dark, that shit mm-hmm. come out. You can't be doing shit. And thinking that shit not coming back. Right, that so, it wasn't going to come out eventually. Eventually, you do have the right to appeal. And fuck, mm-hmm. when you appeal, you better come with the fucking A game. Because you know you know, it's not about getting out. It's about the right, right kind of sentencing for the crime committed. Right, and I think I think what really you know got him this time around, because it was so many women that came out right. and spoke on right. it. Versus the first time when he you know had all that one. stuff. It, it was wasn't it wasn't enough people to come out and say, you know, this happened to me, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's how he's and miraculously he miraculously got shit, off. Bitch. He did that of fucking course. shit. I of don't course. give a fuck. And if Aaliyah would have been course. alive today, bitch, do you think she would have do you think she, she would have testified? Been, that would have been con- bitch, that would have been controversial right she now. She probably would have had to. Bitch, that Gal King would have had to been interviewing <laughs> her. She would have been an older one with a little swoop with a little gray in it, bitch. That girl would have not. That girl would not have. She would have had, had a little swoop. She would have only been like. She's in her forties. Okay, she wouldn't have had no damn gray hair. I say a little piece of gray hair. I got grays and baby, I'm thirty. Baby, she still would have been a diva. She would have been a the diva. Girl, they would have died that. Uh, baby, they would have been jet black. Bitch. <laughs> bitch, she wouldn't have had she no grays. Bitch, let me visualize the story. Picture it, okay? She would have been on the stand, and that would have been controversial. And maybe Dame Dash would have been a little different. You know, his wife got psych abilities, psyche, uh, psycho, uh, what's the fucker? Because, uh, bitch, you know how Dame Dash, if you know Dame Dash, you know. You will get you get the chuckle when you, when you know. But that's how it would have played down. I think it would have... I think it would have blew up even bigger if she would have been alive for that. Because that's one person from his past that still would have been alive to contest to what happened. Mm-hmm. But getting off this nigga, because we ain't giving him no playtime, bitch. <laughs> Britney, speaking of fucking secret sex tapes and all that fucking shit recording <laughs> in, the, in the Spears camp, Britney Spears says the lawyer says that Jamie may take the fifth over secret bedroom recordings. 
So, bitch, tea, the tea is hot from the TMZ. Sure. So, this is an update. Britney's father doesn't want to make it look like he crossed the line in the, con- the uh, conservatorship. So, he doesn't want the judge to fire him. To be clear, Jamie said he's willing to step down as conserv- uh, conservator. I think I said that correctly mm-hmm. of Britney's estate that hasn't changed, but he still insists he did nothing wrong to justify forcefully removing him. He's filed docs requesting the judge start Wednesday's hearing by dealing with the big picture, dissolving the conservatorship entirely. His point is if you're ending it, then there's no need to debate the grounds for removing him because there's no need for a conservator at all if there are outstanding issues for instance alleged records or financial abuse he's asking the judge to order both sides into settlement talks so britney spears lawyer is outraged and as she should right she's outraged over um relations well revelations over revelations his client was secretly recorded even in her bedroom so i'm guessing like watching her you know do all the stuff that she was doing so and he's filing legal docs against jamie spears and the conservators may have committed a crime attorney matthew r is referring to the NYT doc controlling Britney Spears in which a former member of the security team Jamie Hyatt claims there are hours and hours of recordings that should never have been made especially those in Britney's room so the lawyer says in his docs some of what was captured may involve the attorney-client relationship which are a wait which is part of the legal system the um lawyer also notes california is a two-party state meaning all parties on a recording must have given their prior approval to be recorded and if they're not it's a crime so the lawyer seems to have his sights set on jamie for wednesday's big hearing and it seems this issue is coming up as even more ammo to get jamie out of the contour the conservatorship so what's more um the lawyer makes it clear in the docs he's going to dispose jamie and will ask about the recordings and if jamie invokes the fifth amendment right against self-incrimination it will be telling so um the latest filing makes it clear he's dubbing down to get jamie out but britney's dad had already all but said he'll be gone for good wednesday so it ends with this jamie so once jamie's gone there must be a prompt termination of the conservatorship so the story of course uh what they did was tmz broke this all down as as to what you can expect from the hearing on wednesday in their latest podcast episode so if you want you guys can go and check that out on their website this is crazy like this girl she had from what they saying like this this girl had no privacy 
they was watching her every fucking move like he had her like she was the motherfucking fifth element bitch even the fucking the the fucking the 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 first children they they got more damn privacy britney have no privacy bitch they wanted that there was the fucking virgin mary bitch they fucking fifth element the fuck out of britney Girl. But that's crazy. Yeah, she and then you know that the docu series is coming on Netflix. Um, I think this week or next week. So that's where all this shit coming from because they didn't spoke. The security person didn't spoke out about you know this foolishness on the docu series. I know her daddy. Like I could beat the fool. Out, I could beat the piss out this motherfucker. I wouldn't man. be surprised if he be gone on the glory by the end, girl. And he didn't fucking had a massive stroke. For some shit stressing Child. stressing out because the secrets about to come out how they didn't did britney and how he was doing britney i wouldn't be surprised if some cult like shit come out <laughs> he made me drink he made <laughs> he made me drink gator juice bitch you know they from <laughs> you know they from homer bitch they ain't always have it bitch, <laughs> bitch. Tyler Perry just need to go ahead and get the rights to Britney Spears' story and get somebody Man. <laughs> to go ahead and fucking uh, do the movie, bitch. Because Britney got a story to tell. Girl. But uh, Miguel and his girl calling it quits after 17 years. Girl. That's a long ass time. That's to be too fucking quit. long, bitch. So this is coming from the... Messy Shade. So Miguel and his wife Lord, bitch, Naz- that's, <sighs> bitch. That's why I say y'all going. Miguel with and his wife have decided to go their separate ways after being together for seventeen years. A rep for the new, <laughs> the now formerly former former couple confirmed the news to People magazine. The rep said after seventeen years together, Miguel and his wife had decided to separate and have been for some time now. The couple both wished each other well. So Miguel and his wife dated for ten years before getting engaged in twenty sixteen and they tied the knot back in November twenty eighteen. The cause behind their breakup was not revealed. However, over the years, fans have watched as the couple blossomed through their ups and downs. Earlier this month, Miguel shared a throwback photo of himself and his wife as he wished her a happy birthday and said happy birthday to the most beautiful woman inside and out. Play more, the, play more than words by extreme. Last year, he commemorated their two-year wedding anniversary and said, To deeper laughs, deeper understanding, and deeper love, one day at a time. Cheers to us and all our dreams because together, all things are within reach. I'm two years happier today. My baby, I love you. So, the wife previously spoke with people about their time together earlier on the pandemic and at the time she said we were used to being around each other a lot but then we were also used to traveling a lot fucking pandemic made it so keeping the spark alive was definitely something we had to uh stay on because when you're in different cities it's automatic to feel excitement when you see each other again so we wish them well you know bitch go all the fucking town go pretend like he going to a fucking concert go to another fucking city and you fucking pop up in a fucking trench coat with nothing under it <laughs> bitch what the fuck y'all was together for seven 
14 years for better of those years of which they dated bitch, if y'all don't fucking so they, make this shit work because y'all getting tired of fucking each other in fucking um covid and got y'all stuck inside if y'all don't fucking go take trips come fucking back home you better fucking take a fucking spirit flight <laughs> To go fucking see that nigga in a trench coat with nothing under it. What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with y'all? What, is, that, what the fuck is going on? That's crazy. That's why I, you know, a lot of people say, you know, marriages, you know, I guess ruin things, quote unquote. No, they fucking you up. See, the people is fucking marriage but up. you see, and this is not the only couple that literally dated, you know, each other for years. Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt were dating for them years. Bitches, and them bitches the minute was they got the fucking, fucking The minute they got married, bitch. They literally got divorced. Bitch, literally Brad after Pitt, that. Angelina Jolie was been rolling in the house. That's why, <laughs> and she wants so the children full custody. Bitch, I don't know. Like I, I, I don't know what the disconnect is. You know, once people get married, no, but COVID fucked. But no, up. I'm not even talking about just oh, them. I'm talking mean. about just in general. Like you could literally be dating somebody for years, and then the second that you guys decide to get married, it fucks it go, it up. It, it's in some cases they go downhill i know a friend of mine back in the day shout out to him uh if he if he be like bitch why the fuck you talking about my people but his his parents was high school sweethearts had three kids and got married and then was divorced within a second year of being married but was literally high school sweethearts grown got children and then when they finally decide let's get married bitch divorce within two years girl i heard people getting separated after six months of being married kim kardashian <laughs> did not last long not even her just talking about like just like everyday fucking people yes like that's crazy Beyond. but but we wish them well you know Bitch, you better catch a flight in a trench coat. That's the Well, that, I mean she can't nah, Bitch, they they ain't gonna go they gonna be like Neo and his old lady. And then she gonna be pregnant again and then they gonna we ain't gonna be hearing nothing else. But Cynthia Bailey leaves uh the Real Housewives of Atlanta after eleven years. What the fuck is going on with all this being there for eleven, seventeen years, and now they calling it fucking quits? What's going on? Girl, I guess Cynthia Cynthia Tyler drama. But this is coming from the T is from the Z, the M T to the M Z. I'm gonna have to put some more TMZ stories on here so, so you can get that one together. <laughs> So, Cynthia Bailey, one of the main stars. No shade. No shade at all, sweetie. Just facts. On The Real Housewives of Atlanta, for over a decade, is calling it quits on the popular reality series. Cynthia says she's thought long and hard about it and has made the very difficult and heartfelt decision to not return for the, the upcoming 14th season of Real Housewives of Atlanta. The Atlanta housewife, who's married to Fox Sports correspondent Mike Hill with his fine ass, says it's time to move on to her next chapter and seek new adventures. But before she does, she's thinking all of her cla- her castmates, I was about to say classmates, for 11 of the most unbelievable years of her life. 
Bailey's also sending out kudos to Bravo, the production companies, and her fans, adding, I could not have done it without your blessings, love, and support. Without the fans, none of this would be possible. I love and appreciate all of you. Cynthia joined Real Housewives of Atlanta in 2010 in its third season as a friend of Nene Leakes. The show also featured her relationship with Peter Thomas and her eventful split with him. As we first told you, TMZ, Bravo was in talks to film her wedding with Hill last year but bailed over COVID concerns, which was just fine with Cynthia because there was a lot less drama. So it looks like that's the route she prefers from now on. Good luck, girl. Yes. Period. And I love Cynthia. Like, yeah, I did too because she was just a light. She was like the calm one of Mm, all of them. Of the group, yeah. And she threw a little shade here and there, but she, for most part, she was the calm one. It was, you know, that that, that that six slide. That diva slash. Yes. That TD shade. You know? But kudos to her for leaving. And then, like, after time, you. You You get tired. You you need a new start. You got a, she got a new uh, Husband. husband. So the focus is on building them and better them. And. To be honest with you, she don't really need the show. She was just on the show for Nene, and Nene ain't on the show. So right. What's the point? You know. And then Nene yeah. going through but her But you know, stuff. eventually she became a main, you know, character as the right, seasons yeah, went on because she was just a friend of the friend. Mm-hmm. You know how most of them. Mm-hmm. So this is just only making opportunity for other girls that come on as friends of friends to now be main, you know, Characters, cast yeah. members and on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But speaking of them, Bob Bow Wow shares. That he had a conversation with Diddy and Joey, 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 Chevis. Yeah, you know you said I know it right. these fucking words. You said it um, right. Chevis about them dating. What yeah. the fuck? Ba- what the? So this is coming from the shade of the mess. So earlier this month, we shared this exclusive. This is a mess, bitch. We shared we shared exclusive photos of things getting spicy between Diddy and Joey Chevis while they were out in Italy. Bow Wow shares that he already had a conversation with the both of them pertaining to their dating status. While appearing on the morning show at Chicago's WGCI, Bow Wow was asked if there was a phone call made to him about Joey and Diddy kicking it. Seeing as Joey is the mother of his daughter, and he said, as far as Joey is concerned with me and her, we haven't been in the uh, that space probably in like 13 years really that's my homegirl my daughter's mom and well so it's always going to be respect he said he continued don't think that i didn't put a call in and talk to her about what the uh hell was going on yeah and even me and dude he's speaking of diddy we spoke about it too that's a conversation we had i ain't gonna share that but it was a Child. good hour and 15 minutes conversation on FaceTime. <laughs> he, re- <laughs> he reassured he um, heard Joey and Diddy's stance on the situation and they heard his stance and they left it at that. As TMZ previously reported earlier this month, Diddy and Joey were spotted locking lips while on his yacht as they sailed the seas in Italy. Joey seemed very much unbothered once news got out that she and Brother Love were out here getting close. And as she should, you can never access. So, uh, unbothered, 
that he was uh, present well, present during her birthday celebration over this weekend. So, kudos but, to them. Yeah. And, like, to be honest with you, like, at this point, like... Diddy like, and Baba are not even best friends. So, like, what's what's the issue? Right. And not only that, like, they two different people. Two different men. So, they don't... You know, as far as his daughter is concerned, yeah, he should have that conversation. Daddy, and I could be selling the fucking But thieves. if his girl is fucking around with Diddy and got going on yachts and trips and shit... I'll don't you know let her let her enjoy brother love period so i could go on the sales in the seven right. seas Did it go, you know show her you know and expose her to new things you know new things i wish she come fucking school k-i-s-s up or d-j-o-n both of us on the yacht let's talk let's talk business let's let's talk on the yacht of brother love Let's talk business, bitch. You hear me? Oh. Why y'all go kiss and we eat the fucking lobster and shrimp in the back. And get an exclusive interview. <laughs> with Brother Love. <laughs> but before we go on ahead and get on out of here, Offset helps pay for Friday store AJ Johnson's mm-hmm. film. This was one of the most um, uplifting things I saw this week, you know, with all this, you know, darkness that we've been seeing, you know. Bitch, with- and y'all better lay that fucking man out. <sighs> so, I want to see the motherfucking 18 wheeler fucking carrying his motherfucking casket like fucking. Uh, you can't never keep your thoughts until the end of the I'm story. <laughs> but this is coming from. Messy Shade. No, ma'am. I'm TMZ. <laughs> Anthony Johnson's funeral is no longer burdening, well, burdened. With funeral costs, thanks to the generosity of celebs like, uh, um, I'll about to say Alkaz, <laughs> Offset, wrong person, wrong people. The late actor's widow, Lexis Jones Mason, tells TMZ, Anthony's funeral has now been paid for, with nearly seventy thousand dollars in donations pouring in from famous folks and thousands of random donors. We're told the Migos rapper chipped in five thousand dollars. For the service with Lil Howie, Howie, I hope I said that correctly, yeah, you did. donating another 4K on the family's GoFundMe. Lil Rail's rep tells us the comedian actor felt compelled to help out because he seems, well, he sees comedy as a brotherhood. Michael Blackson also raised, helped raise $10,000 and in addition to donations, Anthony's widow tells us she recently had a flurry of calls this week from celebs like Fat Joe, D.L. Hughley, Faison Love, Michael Corley, Coriel, I hope I said that correctly. You probably didn't, but go ahead. Tommy Davidson, DC Young Fly, Tyron Turner, and more. We're told folks who... Uh, called expressed their love sent condolences and talked endlessly about how much they love the friday star tmz broke this story anthony was found lifeless in los angeles earlier this month um before he was pronounced dead um and then of course you know the family was basically just trying to find a way of how they would be able you know to pay for the funeral and lay him to rest um they're saying that he didn't have any life insurance Damn. at all Whew, girl but that's why you gotta invest in it no matter how much even money though you got. it's one of the biggest damn scams ever right. you need life insurance 
Or you Period. better fucking make a lot of fucking money so they can send you the fuck out. That too. But thank, thank, thankfully they have people like those people that donated and helping all of his family to Liam and Russell because everybody ain't got it. Everybody can't put together like this. Shout thing, out y'all. to Offset. Like Shout I out said, to y'all better have that motherfucking eighteen wheeler with that gold fucking see through casket. Going through whatever fucking neighborhood it gotta go through, bitch. Y'all gotta send them out right, like y'all send everybody else right. Y'all gotta have that one person talking shit at the funeral, and it better be televised on fucking BET. Y'all better fucking. Uh, nah, you uh, know they're not doing all that. Oh, uh, bitch. Master P better fucking stream it on No Limit or something. <laughs> <laughs> y'all better fucking send him out right. Acting like he he was in a uh, impactful other uh, okay. other uh, life in the community of uh, of us, bitch. But that's good. That's good that they actually helped that family out. Like, cause like I said, everybody ain't got it, and everybody ain't able to give. COVID taking us out and taking our pockets off. But before um, we go ahead, it was a nice show. I was gonna say, um. Follow us on Yo What's the Word um, on everything. And if you want to be a feature artist, you know me, you know what you got to do? Follow us on you. I mean, YouTube. Follow us on Instagram. Hit that link in the bio. And, or you can email us at what's the word 504 at gmail.com. You know me? And of course, you can follow your girl on everything at Kiss Calhoun. You know me? And without further ado, Dijon, where can we follow you? Of course, you can follow me on Instagram at underscore D.John. That's an N, no H. You can follow me on Twitter, double underscore Dijon. And you can subscribe to my YouTube channel at Let's Talk with Dijon. Shout out to my little brother, Delvi. He celebrated his 24th birthday on Monday. Shout out to you. Shout out to my best friend, Jerron. He'll be celebrating. Well, best friend. Yeah, he right celebrates right. his birthday. Yeah, well, today is his birthday. Happy birthday to Jerron. Love you much, brother. Rest in peace to my Auntie Pam. Auntie um, You fought a good fight. Rest on, my love. You know what I mean? Um, oh, of course. Shout out to Cyburns and LL where you been for the amazing music. We uh, slipping a little bit. Yes. Because <laughs> we would be forgetting. We be too late to get out the show. You but be too late. I be. I ain't gonna even lie. But um, like you always say, D. John. Peace and love. Wrap it up. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. And All wash that your good stuff. Period. And the sky is the what? Limit. I've never been as broke as me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair of leads. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. I'm sewing tigers on my shirt and alligators You wanna see the inside, but I'll see you later They come the drama, oh, that's the with the fake Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place, play your position Here come my intuition, go in this pocket Rob him while his friends watch it, Here comes respect, his crew's your crew Or they might be next, look at they man eye Big man, they never try, so we roll with them Stole with them, I mean loyalty Put me milks at lunch, the milks with chocolate, the cookies, butter crunch, everything. Oscars and blue and white dust. That's the sky is the limit, and you know that you keep on. Just keep on pressing on. Sky is the limit, and you know that you can keep on. Keep pressing on. Sky is the limit, and you know that you keep on. Just keep on pressing on. Sky is the limit, and you know that you can have.
have enough heart for most of them Long as I got stuff for most of them saw Even when I was wrong, I got my point across They depicted me the boss Of course, my orange box cut to make the world go round Plus I'm Sent my homegirls now Start stacking, dabbled in Packing, nicknamed Medina Make the scene of soap marinas From gym class to in glass, pass off and global The only with a mobile Can't you see like total Getting larger and wasting taste Ain't no telling where this spelling is heading Just in case, keep a shell at the tip of your melon Clear the space, your brain was a terrible thing to waste 88 on gates, snatch initial nameplate Smoking with not real life Begin to kill us, praying God forgive us for being sinners Help us out Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10 I then began to encounter with my counter Parts of how to burn the block apart Breaking down into sections By these selections Some use pipes, others use injections Surrender so separately, Frank the deputy Quick to grab my smith up like my was missing To protect my position, my corner, my layer While we out here, say the hustler's prayer If the game shakes me or breaks me I hope it makes me a better man Take a better stand, put money in my mom's hand Get my daughter this college plan, so she don't need no men Stay far from timid, only make moves when your heart's in it And live the phrase, sky's the limit Everything See you chunks on top